Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and this is it. It is finally time for the heavy metal needless commentary featuring our special guests, Dan Kelly and Evil Jim. It's a great movie, a great time. I kind of want to watch it again right now, and it's been over a month since we recorded this thing. I'm I'm a little itchy to watch watch it again with everything that we discussed sort of in my brain rattling around. Uh, but now what we've got to do is figure out what our October needless commentary is going to be. I need to get on scheduling for that right away because obviously you know uh, everybody gets busy in October. Ryan has tons of stuff going on with the Casket Creatures, so get on their page and see what's going on there, as well as the release of their new EP, Folklore. It's going to be amazing. I talked about it last week, so you should go check out last week's episode, Nicholas Cage Match, uh, if you didn't hear me talking about it then. What I'm going to talk about this week is I had the opportunity... To, well, it wasn't an opportunity. I freaking paid to buy a ticket. I don't know how much of an opportunity that really is. Uh, but I, I saw Three from Hell, Rob Zombie's new film, the continuation of the saga of the Firefly family that we met in House of a Thousand Corpses and continued to follow in The Devil's Rejects, which is one of my favorite movies ever. And it was... I was so relieved because I was expecting nothing. Uh, Rob Zombie, I, I love pretty much everything he does, but he's had some ups and he's had some downs. There's some stuff, uh, albums and movies and other projects, that I, I just don't like as much as uh, other stuff that he's done. But I really, really enjoyed it. It, it delivered, uh, I think, at the top level of what it could deliver. Uh, it, it blew me away with some of the performances. I enjoyed the story, uh, and as perfect as the ending of The Devil's Rejects was, this didn't feel like an unearned thing. It it felt like everybody wanted to get back to these characters, uh, and and they did, and that it was fun and it was worthwhile, and and I really really liked it. And I got the I had already ordered the soundtrack on vinyl from waxwork records which i think it's still available they they released uh house of a thousand corpses devil's devil's rejects and uh three from hell uh they they put the pre-orders up on the same day and i think they're all still available they're all great soundtracks uh devil's rejects is particularly great to me i listen to that one a lot uh but the cool thing about three from hell is it also includes the score by zeus Zeus, I, I don't know exactly who this person is or how their name is pronounced. Apparently, they've produced a lot of things for Rob Zombie. And as much fun as I had watching the movie, the score was awesome in spots, but I can't say overall I was just like, oh, wow, this is incredible. But after listening to it on its own... It's amazing. There are lots of different styles. But anyway, I don't want to go on and on about that. I'll just say if you can get your hands on a copy of the Three from Hell soundtrack and, and you're a fan of Rob Zombie stuff, you should absolutely do that. Uh, it's it's very cool. 
I don't know if it's uh, available. Like, well, it's got to be available digitally somehow, right? Uh, and as far as so, the three from hell was only three nights: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They had a different event each night. Uh, Monday we got posters, and we got the last. Po- well, we didn't get the last poster. So here, here's the deal. I had bought four tickets to the show. Um, Ryan and Nicole went with me, and I had bought a ticket for Mrs. Troublemaker, but due to unforeseen circumstances, she was not able to go. So we got there, and they had four posters left. Uh, so we got up there. We had four tickets, four posters. I mean, in, in general, I feel like, well, I paid for it. I should get the thing. But uh, this was a little different situation to me. Uh, so I, I said, you know what? I'll just take one. It's fine. And, and Ryan and Nicole did the same thing. They're like, well, we we're married. We live together. We don't need two. Uh, so we, we passed the, the final two on to the people behind us. Uh, so they got posters. They would not have otherwise, uh, not otherwise have gotten. And uh, that's the kind of stuff that, that I like doing, and Ryan and Nicole are the same way. They're, they're kind people uh, who, who sort of innately look out for other people, and that's what I try to be. I'm not that always, but I try to be that. Uh, so we watched the movie. It was great. Tuesday night, I can't remember what the gimmick was, and then Wednesday night they did a double feature of Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell, which would have been really cool to go to. Uh, but you know, there's other stuff going on in my life. I don't necessarily have time to just go see a movie twice, especially when less than a month from now, apparently it's coming out on 4k and Blu-ray. And I'll cover that in our weekly article on needlessthingspodcast.com called home again, every single Tuesday. And it's, apparently people don't know about this. Cause I keep seeing messages like, Oh, I wish I'd known this movie was coming out. And I'm like, dude, Go to needlessthingspodcast.com every single Tuesday, and I tell you all the best stuff that's coming out on 4K and Blu-ray. Uh, so, so put that in your bookmarks or on your calendar or whatever you got to do. Uh, because what the deal is, another website used to have a post every Tuesday of all of the movie, like all the movies that were coming out. Now, I'm not going to do all the movies because I can't pretend to give a shit about stuff that I don't give a shit about. I try not to be disingenuous like that. So, but I pick. Like, the coolest, best genre stuff that's coming out. Stuff from Arrow, stuff from Vinegar Syndrome, Shout Factory. Uh, but also just comedies and big releases that I'm interested in. And I, I call the top stuff, and I run down every single Tuesday everything that's coming out. So go to NeedlessThingsPodcast.com on Tuesdays, and I'll tell you what's coming out and what you need to run to the store to buy or order from Amazon or however you want to get it. Uh, so you'll stay on top of this stuff. And and here's the key thing that, that usually is what gets the comments. I mention all of the different special editions that are available uh, from all the different retailers. For instance, uh, last week John Wick 3 came out, and I covered the different steelbooks. The, I think it was the Walmart one that came with uh, the Adjudicator coin. Like, I'll, I'll let you know what you need to buy, what you need to look for, because... Physical media is still king. Nobody can take away your ability to watch those discs. So that's that's how we feel here at Needless Things. Uh, so there you go. That's Three from Hell. I think October 15th is when it is supposed to come out. There's a little confusion online right now because a couple of sites already have it listed. Uh, our pals at Blu-ray.com have it listed. But pre-orders are a little difficult to locate. Uh, I ordered my copy from Target. 
I'm not super thrilled about it because it, it says it could arrive up to five days after the release date. I would much rather order it from Best Buy, who tends to get things to you early. Uh, but there is no listing on Best Buy. There's no listing on Amazon. Target's the only place that has the 4K up for pre-order, and I, I don't know exactly what's going on there, but I went ahead and did it because I don't want to take any chances because this the way this stuff goes, you never know what's going to run into like licensing issues, production pro Who knows? And I may not even get my copy from Target if there's a problem that bad, but I figure if I jump on it, I'll cover my bases. Uh, so there, that's enough about Three from Hell, I think. Oh, and my review. It's not enough about Three from Hell because you can read my review of Three from Hell on NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. So go check that out, too. I posted this past Wednesday. Uh, I think that's really all I've got intro-wise. Not a whole heck of a lot is is coming up right now. We're in the middle of September. Uh, so really, it's just a matter of uh, hunting the toy aisles, looking for all of the stuff that, that happened to coincide with Back to School. I know we've got a Force Friday coming up relatively soon. And, and you know what? It just now occurred to me. Maybe I'll try and get Adam Paulus back on for a minicast uh, about Force Friday. That'd be interesting, right? You guys would like to hear that. And uh, other than that, getting ready for Halloween. I, I We've been watching horror movies. We did all of the Friday the 13th movies except for Part 8 and Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, me and the Mrs. Uh, marathoned everything with a few guests here and there. And had a great time. We had a blast. And I think we might do the same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street in October because I haven't actually watched all of those movies marathon style in, in a few years. And I think it would be fun to do so again. I might order that. Uh, there, there, There's a Blu-ray box set that the price is right. I don't know how the features are. I don't imagine it will compare with the DVD box set that I've got. But I would like to get the the nicest, best picture I possibly could on those things. But, uh, yeah, there you go. That's the big stuff I guess I wanted to put over is is the main message here is be sure you're checking out NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. There's so much more on there than just this podcast. Uh, toy reviews, uh, like I said, Home Again, is where you can find out all about the physical media releases that are happening every single week. Uh, once a month I do a rundown of Previews Magazine from Diamond Comics, which is all the best toys and collectibles uh, headed to comic shops and, and mainstream stores near you. Uh, so there, there's a lot going on there. Please uh, visit, share, comment, uh, do whatever you can to get NeedlessThingsPodcast.com over in your corner of the internet world. And now, sit back, relax, grab your favorite adult beverage, and watch Heavy Metal along with the Needless Commentary team. Smells exactly like my wrestling masks. <laughs> the, guy, the guy that makes my masks is like a chain smoker. Oh, right. And they would come in the mail, and you'd open them up, and I didn't know what brand, because it was oh, it was right. obviously cigarette smoke, 
But I was like, this isn't like Camel or Marlboro. I know those. <laughs> so obviously, uh, Iron Man Mike Woody is a Paul Ball man. Oh, yeah. That's Paul hilarious. Uh, yeah, I just got really nostalgic for a second. I was like, oh, what is going on? I think it's remarkable that you can tell different brands apart. I my Since, since I quit smoking, my sense of smell and my taste are oh, yeah. incredible. I quit it's crazy. ten years ago, and my sense of smell is like that's it's we, like superhuman. We both quit as soon as we found out she was pregnant. We both stopped. That yeah. was it. All right, so that we're not here to talk about Paul Malls and wrestling masks and pregnancy. <laughs> Although all of those all things, those things could conceivably yeah. fit into this movie. <laughs> they're, uh, they're in there somewhere. We are here to talk about uh, this. We, this is one needless summer is in full effect, but two. We're on the road to Dragon Con, or at least some of us are, and I don't know that there's a movie that symbolizes everything Dragon Con stands for better than heavy metal. Uh, so we've got two very special guests with us today uh, that have actually been here. You guys were here for two of the best commentaries we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, first, we have our, our good friend... Dan Kelly, who helped us with the review of Prequel, the Ghost Album. Uh, <laughs> like, what? And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also was was here, uh, witnessing at least our Blue Hawaii commentary. And uh, heavy metal. When I when I said I can't remember who suggested heavy metal. I don't remember if it was you or Jim. Probably Jim. And uh, but when I when I mentioned it to you and I was like you know what let's do a star-studded spectacular with both of you here and you were like I'm in and uh, on the on the other side of the room because we can't have two suns shining this bright right next to each other uh, we have the legendary Evil Jim who was here for Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park one of my favorite commentaries that we've done. And uh, and now heavy metal, sir. Are you ready to provide some insight? Sure. I was um, <laughs> sixteen when oh, I came out. Man, prime age, I right? Was stoned, and we were in the movie theater, and it was awesome. <laughs> so. Well, we will um, we'll get around to everybody uh, and in our first experiences with the movie. But for those listening at home. Uh, you're here with the commentary team. Unfortunately, Arian is not here. He is teaching underprivileged children in Botswana how to play tennis, so he could not join us for the commentary. Good um, thing his ankle healed up. <laughs> but uh, everybody else is here, and we're going to talk about heavy metal. So if you're at home, uh, pull out your VHS, your Betamax, your Laserdisc. We are watching the Blu-ray, uh, which is pretty nice. It, it's I, I could imagine a better edition coming out, but it looks pretty good, especially this animated ass we're looking at right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, go ahead and hit play and follow along at home. Oh, I need to turn the subtitles. Follow on. along as good as you can. Yeah, well, right. Yeah. Uh, put uh, put that uh, doobie or blunt or whatever your preferred nomenclature is down for just a second and. Uh, Hang in there. Do we even have... Are there no subtitles on here? Maybe under languages. There we go. Look how smart. All right. It's like we've done this before. English SDH. What does that mean? Is that like a Swedish hardcore band? 
<laughs> English SDH. Have you noticed that? How, like, the Swedish bands... Okay, I hope that's the right button. There we go. Okay. Uh, fortunately... For me, who has never done any kind of intensive research into this movie, uh, we have our our Googleologist, Red Ranger, sitting here ready to go to explain. I have a whole host Yay! of theories that are proven by actually just watching. The movie. <laughs> yeah, turns, out, turns out, if you just watch the movie, it, it ties it all together. Yeah, it, yeah. it clears up all of the theories. <laughs> so, did you know there's a theory about a green orb that runs throughout this whole film? It ties all together. If you look closely, you can see it. Yeah. If, it's kind of an if you really you pay attention, yeah. you'll notice the green orb seems to represent evil. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, appears a lot. And Roger Bumpus is in this. Which is a tremendous name. Can I change my name to Roger Bumpus? I think Roger Bumpus would ever. be annoyed if you did that. Maybe. It's pronounced Bumpass. I apologize for the... <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's a French name, much yeah. like Jean Giraud. Roger Bumpass. Who is also the voice of Squidward? Uh, so that'll oh wow frame this let's movie listen, whole yeah way. let's listen out for that. So my first of all, watching this today is actually kind of weird because last night uh, we watched Highlander and we watched Ghostbusters, and both of those movies are kind of perfect to go with this because Ghostbusters, obviously Ivan Reitman, Harold yeah. Ramis, uh, Elmer Bernstein, all involved with heavy metal. Uh, and then Highlander is another kind of seminal 80s rock and roll movie. So there's... I, I feel like this is almost a perfect triple feature in a weird way. Uh, but I, I... I won't start with how I first saw heavy metal. We got, Jim, your first experience. Dan, what about you? What was your... Do you remember the first time you saw yeah, it? Yeah, I was. Uh, I saw it with my brother. I believe we were uh, living in Mississippi at the time, and we watched it. It was. It was on. It was on cable. Were you old enough to be watching it, or was it like oh, a no. whoa? What? No, we were. <laughs> no, snuck downstairs, man. Yeah, I checked it out. Yeah. See, that was my exact experience. Was uh, I was way too young to be watching it. It was after midnight, probably on Showtime. And obviously, being a kid, I was a huge fan of cartoons. Loved G.I. <laughs> yeah. Joe and Masters of the Universe and Inhumanoids and right. Silverhawks. But then seeing this, I mean, when that first pair of titties popped out, <laughs> what? I didn't know what was Literally. going on. Did, did anybody read the magazine? At the time, I, was not, I wasn't aware of it at all. Yeah, yeah I couldn't, we, we always, you know, I couldn't buy it. I wasn't, I wasn't old enough. At that point, yeah. By, yeah, you uh, could go if you went into Walden Books. They would not sell you heavy metal any more than they'd sell you Playboy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we couldn't. I, I you know, now as I, I when I was, uh, you know, probably like young, a young teen, I started reading. At that point, I didn't really care. But when I was like twelve or thirteen, you know, I, I was I was reading heavy metal. Yeah, that that was right around whenever I learned about shoplifting. Is when I started reading heavy metal magazine. <laughs> Makes it easier to get when it's, it's not allowed to buy. It. Believe me, it's been long enough. The uh, statute of limitations has expired on my young criminal you career. Due to the comic book shop, though, I mean, 
they you could get a lot of, you could get away with a lot of things there that you couldn't get away with anywhere else too. And I remember there were some comic shops that were more permissive than other ones. Yeah. Like you could go to the ones that were a little dingier, and the dude running them was clearly a little a little more like lowbrow, dude, and Titan, didn't care. Titan and uh, I, I used to go to Titan and Tucker, and they never cared. Well, and that's funny because I was just getting ready to say Titan and Duluth were pretty strict. Yeah, like they yeah. wouldn't. Do they, you remember the old location? It, uh, it, in Tucker, not the newer. The, it's not there anymore. But they had an older location. That's where we used to go. I'm trying to think because I remember in a book note too. I mean, they. Yeah, book note. You you could definitely get if you could get down to book note. That was out. That was outside of my yeah sphere of travel at the yeah. time. But yeah, book note. And I remember the first time I went to Oxford Comics. That was a fucking magical experience. Yeah, that place is still like that. that was an yeah, it's still cool. That was a free-for-all there. They didn't care. No, no, they didn't care at all. It's not a place to take a young, burdening comic book fan, but, uh... Burgeoning? Burgeoning? Words? Burdening. Burdening. I often think of you as burdening, Sean. (laughs) Basically, what I'm saying is that uh, I think kids are burdens, so there's... So there's a subtext on that one. (laughs) You take your parent issues somewhere else, buddy. (laughs) I still still read heavy metal, uh, not all the time. Yeah, but if I, you know, every 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 few months or so, I'll pick an issue up. And I don't know if I've even seen a copy, and I don't know how long. Yeah, oh, yeah it's still out still out yeah. it's still good. I've and seen it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's still it's sometimes it's really good. It's just like anything else. Yeah, sometimes it's good. Yeah, sometimes yeah, it's yeah. Mediocre, you know. Well, and that's what I remember about the magazine is like there would be maybe one or two really kick-ass stories. Yeah. And everything else would be just kind of like, well, that's eh, whatever. I don't. Eh, but that's that was what was cool about it. Is it had a little something for different tastes. Yeah. Which this movie is very much the same way. Like it's it, there's a lot of really weird science fiction. There's fantasy. Um, there, I can't say anything about it. it's particularly straightforward. But it's a lot of different styles of genre storytelling in the movie. But for me, when we saw the movie, it was like it was just the the book. You know, and on the screen, movie. and it was like. Holy shit, they got it. Yeah. You know, even, you know, the soundtrack at the time was, you oh, know, soundtrack. it's just it, dude, incredible. Dude, soundtrack, yeah. one of the best soundtracks ever. Yeah, it's awesome. So, I mean, were any of these stories in the the magazine before, or are they just similar to the stories? More the similar. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like the Corbin, the Corbin yeah, the one. Corbin. Yeah, yeah, Corbin stuff, yeah, and, uh, and Stern. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, Cor- like Richard Corbin? Yeah, the yeah. Richard, uh, you know, the, uh, 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 Den? Den. Yeah, oh. that's, that's, yeah, that, that's Corbin. Okay, okay. And I was always a huge fan, you know, I was into art a lot, you know, and, and, and uh. You know, it's was, weird, some of his stuff I love, and some of it doesn't, like, I didn't love him on Hellblazer. Um, it depends on, I, I mean, I like the way his coloring. Yeah, the way yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, like, Beasley's, you can tell a lot of his work is, you know, is, Especially like the color stuff, is a, it definitely has that that Corbin aspect to it. And I think when it's him doing all the art, like when it's artist Richard Corbin as opposed to penciler Richard Corbin, I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. I think it's when him produ- he's producing the finished product. Well, his big thing is, for me, his big thing was always the color. You know, that's where his yeah strong. You know, that's where he's strongest. I think. So Ryan, for well before we get to when you first saw the movie. Um, you guys, I had to step out and let the, the puppies outside earlier, but on our first run-through, 
you guys were pointing out that this first story here is sort of familiar. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same as the fifth element. Or the fifth element's the same as this. Uh, I don't know. Did Sean, didn't you say there's a lawsuit? Yeah, there was a lawsuit. Um, and I can't find the details on it because I'm bad at stuff. But Coolologist. Uh, You've got plenty of time. I know. It's okay. Um, but yeah, there was, a, there was a lawsuit uh, against... Who's the guy that did Fifth Element, the director, whose name I can Luke Besson. Yes, there's a lawsuit against Luke Besson um, that basically says that he ripped off this story, the uh, the Harry Canyon story from the beginning, which is basically a cab driver that finds a woman who has a special ability, and he's getting chased down by the mob. There's a lot of similarities between the two stories. I mean, as we yeah, I mean, the way it plays out is very similar to the Fifth Element. Luke, Luke Besson is the fourth Frenchiest name of all time. Yes. Uh, it's because Luke is spelled L-U-C. Oh yeah, it's not even all the letters. Uh, There's even a sphere of evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it's like very similar, which I never put together. No, I'll be honest. I haven't. It's been so long since I've actually watched this that I didn't. I haven't really had the opportunity to even put them together. This is one that I would always catch like on cable or something, and like I would always pick it up like at a different point. So, like, I don't know... Like, I know I've definitely seen it all, because I remember the the opening with the spaceman in the car. Uh, but it was one that, uh... It, it seems like most of the times, like, the first couple times I watched it, it would be, like, halfway through it. So, like, I'm more familiar with, like, the last half than the first half. Um, but, yeah, it was the same deal where I definitely shouldn't have been watching it, but, you know, parents go to bed and I watch it on HBO or Showtime or whatever it was on. It, I mean, it. I had never seen anything like oh, any of it. Definitely. It was so weird. The the creature designs and the situations and the worlds were so strange to me. Uh, but but honestly, you know, as a young person, honestly, it was all of the naked women. That's all I cared about. My gosh, the metal seeing and that, the, tits. the the my it made my pants feel weird. <laughs> it, it it's one of those things. It's like uh, um, camping. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, it was like the uh, Buck Rogers, the when they uh, tie the midgets, excuse me, the little people tied Wilma Deering up to perform medical experiments on her, and I had the first stirrings of manhood. This was a this very similar type situation, where I didn't quite understand what was happening, but I knew I liked it. You knew you had a thing for midgets, that's for sure. Yeah, that's well, that's what that left me with. I'm glad that I never got that. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Nicole. Yes. How's your thing for little people? Um, I very much am in favor of little people, especially because they make Ryan uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little peopleist. He's a heightist. True. Ryan is a heightist. Uh, he's but, fine uh, as long as throw water on him. What do you yeah. think of all this mayonnaise? <laughs> that, <laughs> That's fucking horrifying. Future right? mayonnaise is terrifying. A lot of brutal stuff happens in this movie, but, but the, the most upsetting is thing is yeah. the, the amount of mayonnaise. Is foreshadowing for what comes just a little bit. Ah, yeah, exactly. you're right. Yeah. He's she's, like, there's going to be so much mayonnaise in a few minutes. Oh, she, she's yeah. like, that is a man who knows how to handle his sauce. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I what see was, you've got a handle on your condiments, sir. Do you, do you remember your first experience with this movie? Um, I, I vaguely do, as well as I remember anything in that period of my life. Um, I was a teenager, probably like 16-ish, and um, we went on a uh, renting animated adult animated movies kick 
and yes. this is one of them, like this, and, and like Fritz the cat. Um, and it was always like me hanging out with a whole bunch of like dudes, you know. And so we were very excited by all the animated boobies. Um, and the and animated the giant bush. Vagina sweater. Huge bush. Yeah. I mean, speaking of little people, she, she may be assaulting one with the, her upper thighs. It's, whew, it's a lot of bush. She, she has a howdy doody hiding in her vajay. Yeah. For, for a movie that, or a story that takes place in 2031, her bush definitely says 1977. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Well, but maybe, you know, uh, style and fashion are cyclical, so true. maybe... The Bush will come back. 12 20, years right, from 20 now. 20 years from now. Big Bush is back. Yeah. Look, there's nothing more yeah. heavy metal than, than Harry Bush. I'm it's, sorry. You're right. I mean, yeah. If you, can, if you can get yourself a lady who's wearing a stainless steel thong codpiece with some bush just hanging out of the sides... That's heavy metal right That's there. Penthouse Pet of the Year, 1977. <laughs> um, you can't keep that shit contained. No, no, it just blows right out yeah. the sides. It's it's a jungle. Don't put a helmet on me. No. Well, maybe. <laughs> That's when you just gotta. That's when you just gotta put on the Tarzan loincloth and just go swinging. No, you baby. Know? I mean, just gotta just go for it. Get to exploring. Just grow your own loincloth. Deep in, <laughs> deep in those musky depths. Ooh, uh, so, musky. Sean, what uh, do you recall your first time? I mean, I know it was probably within the last four years. But, uh, you know, we've been saying three years for like four years now. I know. So yeah. Technically, so Sean's got to be five. I've, I've got to right. be at least seven. At least. Um, I probably saw this when I was younger, but the first time I remember watching it was in college. Um. I have a lot of insomnia, uh, which is always fun, and it was just one of those insomnia nights, and I was flipping through channels, and I actually think, like, the first one I saw was a weirdly edited version on TBS. I can't even imagine. That aired at, like, two yeah, in the morning. It was, like, 12 yeah. minutes long. I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, really stripped down. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I just had... It was, like, green orb credits. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand anything that's going on, and I just assumed the TBS had edited it, and then I saw the whole thing, and I was like... Well, now it makes even less sense. <laughs> yeah. But at least technically there are boobs in it. It was uh, like green or boobs credits. <laughs> um, but I was somewhat familiar with Heavy Metal, the magazine, because uh, my uncle had had it. And, like, in the attic in my grandmother's house were stacks of, like, a few issues of Heavy Metal and National Lampoon and all that stuff and Mad Magazine. And so I was kind of familiar. I was like, oh, well, this seems familiar, and I recognize this logo, so... Uh, I eventually came back around to it. Um, yeah, and then since then, it's become one of my favorites, and I watch it uh, fairly regularly. Like, I think I've watched it within the last couple of years, um, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, it, it blew my mind, obviously, the first time that I saw it, and I didn't know what it was. That was another thing about back then, is like you saw something on Showtime... And you couldn't just look it up on Google yeah. and yeah. figure out what you were guy. watching or right. What is this? Where did it come from? You just it was on Showtime and that was the end of it. And you had to hope maybe you saw it again or you catch the credits and, and see what the hell the movie's called. It, right, right. Um, so I I saw it maybe a couple more times over the years, and then you know as the internet came around and as conventions became a thing in my life and geek culture kind of became a bigger thing, I was obviously more aware of it then. Uh, but my last memory of it prior to today is watching it several years ago and kind of not being as impressed. And 
I think it was me being a little cynical and me being a little spoiled by modern animation. Uh, uh, but whatever it was, I was completely insane and wrong because this movie's incredible. Yeah. Uh, sitting here watching it on our first run through, it's just mind blowing. Not just the the visuals and the different styles that that are done uh, with the different animators, but the music as well is so interesting to be applied to this fantasy science fiction style. And I can't speak, you know, I wasn't really conscious of what was going on with music in 1981. Well, I would say, well, in 81, I mean, this totally makes sense. Yeah. Right, yeah. and that's the thing, is it's of its era. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that we'll, we'll get to it later on, but fucking Mob Rules... Oh yeah! yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. That some of the Diosavis stuff is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and we'll I've got, I've got a little aside about that that w- when we get to that scene I want to mention because it, I have a, a, a entertaining Sabbath recollection that makes me look kind of dumb, but you know I don't mind sharing that stuff. Well, speaking of looking dumb, I actually have a correction. The oh. lawsuit that I was referring to was actually between Mobius and Luke Besson over the Fifth Element. That for, sounds reasonable. Uh, for the yeah, design, for the design, for the design and, and stuff, and he actually and the accusation was that Luke Besson had ripped off the Encal, which mm. uh, in reading about that because I had just started reading the Encal, that's when this came up, and they're like, oh, well, actually, the fifth element looks like it's ripped off a bunch of different shit. <laughs> Have you seen heavy metal? And I was like, oh, okay, so yeah, so uh, the lawsuit was indirectly how I uh, stumbled across that comparison and hadn't made it myself. So there we go. Corrected. Well, and, and the vastly... I like how her clothes yeah. evaporated so we could get <laughs> one more titty shot in before she died. Yeah, the dude just evaporated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, women's clothes are different in whatever year this is. For sure. That's true. That's true. In 12 years from now. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. they're <laughs> very sensitive to uh, laser... Yellow la- laser lights. Yes. Yes. I'm pretty excited about 12 years from now. <laughs> There's going to be titty lasers be everywhere. But Bush is going to be gigantic. Huge Bush. Giant yeah, huge Bush. Right. That's why, bring that that's why they're not as worried about the clothes being so delicate. Because they know they've got like bush. three inches of Bush yeah. covering everything up. And Velcro, duh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what you're referring you're to just gonna but okay. that right up into the bush you're gonna, oh jeez that would cause tangles that is that shit. horrifying that's the future is what I'm saying wow so velcro vagina pants <laughs> that's what's gonna be going on that's my new band <laughs> um so this again is a precursor to so many different things. Uh, I think you could look at a lot of stuff that's happened since Heavy Metal. Uh, look at the soundtrack for Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, era-wise, very similar. And the sort of... It's almost... You know, now, they for Heavy Metal, they were just looking for the coolest songs available at the time to put in the movie. It wasn't really thought of as being anachronistic to have... Dio playing over this fantasy setting, it was just like, here's badass music, we're putting over cutting-edge animation that nobody's ever done before. I say Dio was Black Sabbath, but... Um, 
and I think it's one of those things where you have to look at heavy metal in the era in which it happened to fully appreciate it because there have been so many things since like animated titties in 2019 are nothing special they're all over the place everybody's done it I think every titty is special well, every no, no, no. Every, every titty is special, just like every sperm is sacred. But the uh, this was truly groundbreaking for the time. Now we've seen so many imitators and so many things that have been done just like it that seeing it out of context is is kind of it's. I won't say it's unimpressive, but you don't really get the full impact. Like if somebody just showed. And, and look, I'm not showing Phantom Jr. this movie anytime soon. <laughs> but if I did, he'd be like, so what? I've seen this shit before. Right. You oh, know, there's this internet thing. It's animated titties, man. Come on. And uh, Magnum Dongs. Yeah. Connor's almost 13. Too, so. I mean. I know when he. I was watching way worse at 13. Oh, dude. <laughs> well, and that's the that's the consideration that I've had. Like, I think back to this kind of stuff, and when I watched it, and I wasn't sitting there watching it with my parents. No, it was all, and that's why. Like, if I'm thinking about watching a horror movie or showing Phantom Junior a horror movie, I'm like, I didn't watch Friday the Thirteenth with all the titties and stuff with my dad sitting next to me. Yeah, so I don't. Like, that context is weird and different. But we did watch Friday the 13th Part 2, and he thought it was pretty awesome. So, what are you going to do? That's awesome. Uh, now, let's talk a little bit about his rescue technique. <laughs> Don't worry, baby. I got your feet. <laughs> I got your feet around my neck as I swim away. So, I'm getting choked out. I mean, I guess it's good he's holding his breath anyway. So, But, uh, yeah, as Nicole pointed out when we watched it, if he comes and puts his head above water... Her head's still underwater yeah. the entire time because she's upside down. Don't worry, fine. He's like, look, I swam us over here. you got to do a little bit of work with your giant brown nipples. Huge space Flowery nipples. nipples. Flowery yeah. literally look like how you is, draw rose petals. Flowery nipple a town in North Georgia? Yeah, <laughs> Ryan grew up there. Yeah, actually. <laughs> he grew up in Flowery Nipple. I was in Oakwood, but it was right next to Flowery Right next to Flowery Nipple. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I tend to be a big fan of big brown flowery nipples. <laughs> well, who's not? Who isn't? Really? Uh, you actually you can go to. Uh, you guys mentioned Books a Million. I'm sure you can go purchase the big book of big brown flowery nipples <laughs> at Books a Million today. Uh, mention Probably. mention needless things and you'll get ten percent off your purchase. <laughs> Just be sure you ask for the big book of big brown big flowery, brown flowery nipples. nipples. That's a finger in the butt. Yeah, he's. There were two spots there where he was very clearly. He's not going for the second. Right. Yeah. But like on your first date, to go right for a finger in the butt. He's like, bold. I'm going for the shocker. That was very modern. See, you know, one cool thing about you know when you know we saw us when I was a kid, it, it actually it made me want to to read the magazine. Yeah, you know, so it was kind of the reverse for me because I, I saw this first, and you know, it made me want to, you know, want to actually read the magazine, you know. But so, if I had been aware that there was a magazine, I absolutely would have wanted to read it. And that's you know, and that's you know, because I wanted to, you know, that's, 
I found this video, just watching this, is they made me want to, you know, find out more about Corbin and stuff like that, and, uh, you know, the art that I appreciated. Well, and I'd say watching this now, um, it is compelling, and I, I would like to see more from these characters. Like, these are cool characters that they introduced to us. I'd like to see more adventures of this guy. There's and a whole bunch of them. Big dork guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting stuff, and I like that it's little slices of, of this fiction that's so interesting. And that guy looks like Gray Yakface. Well, and and he's going to cut off his ding dong. I mean, aside from the nudity, uh, large chunks of this are kind of just He Man. Oh yeah, I definitely get a He Man vibe from this. Yeah, and there's sure. definitely a battle toad up there. That's well, He Man got him. the vibe from this. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, the blending of uh, fantasy and science fiction is is absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody involved with Masters of the Universe say, well, we saw heavy metal, and we figured if we covered all those titties up, we could probably get a pretty good toy line out <laughs> I of it. see it. <laughs> well, but you, you but if you know, follow Mark Taylor online. That's a, that's a totally different episode. But, you know, <laughs> but I mean, the whole, you know, they wanted to do make Conan toys, and they, they, they Conan was going to be R. So, right, yeah. right. So, but then, you know, you got to take a look, look at what was big at the time. Star Wars was huge. So they're like, hey, let's just take, let's take the, you know, the barbarian aspect, the fan, and slap the science fiction with it. Yep. Well, everybody was looking, because at the time, Star Wars was really thought of as fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, everybody was looking for the next big fantasy thing. And they, 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 they did, man. They made it work. It was huge. Has there ever been, I I feel like given the amount of interviews Lucas has done, has, was he a... Fan of heavy metal or metal Harlan? He had to be. I know he was was so deep into all the nerd stuff back in the day. Yeah, he he had to. I feel like it would be weird that he if he wasn't. I think he was. He he was for anything, any 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 kind of creative science fiction or you know science fantasy. Well, and that's the other thing is back then it wasn't as widespread as it is now. So if you were a nerd and if you were into this stuff. You were probably into all of it because there wasn't much of it. Yeah. Like you got anything you could get your hands on, you were probably digging and checking out. Whereas oh, yeah. now there's so many different yeah, types and things out. Right, made, right. That's what made Famous Monsters so so right. awesome because yeah. you could see images from you know you, have, you, you couldn't there was no internet there was no oh there was a lot of, you know there's there wasn't it's not like you just go anywhere and. And see and see that stuff or read about it. Well, I would think how many times you would see famous monsters and you you never seen the movie. Yeah, because you couldn't see the movie. Right. Yeah, but yet you you knew it. Yeah, yeah. It was a different time. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's the magazines back then, like Fangoria and Starlog, like all of the the magazines that covered genre stuff back then, were so special because. You got those behind the scenes look, or even just like you said, just having a still from a movie. Yeah. Was awesome yeah. because we didn't have ready access to any old even, thing we even wanted if you to had watch. The VHS, even if you had, you know, there may right. not. You try to pause something and it looks like well, shit. That, there wasn't any special features usually. Yeah, right, right. Like yeah. I mean, Full that, Moon was the for, were the first ones to start putting like behind the scenes and stuff yeah. at the end of the cassette. Yeah. 
but prior to that, like, yeah, there was no, there was no making of. There was no, there were no still image galleries where you could get a really good look at Batman's costume. Look, I didn't know what the fuck the 1989 Batman costume looked like until like ten years ago. I mean, like, really, really long. You yeah. you know, you watch it in the movie, it and you're like, it's a black costume. It's hard to see. It's yeah, just, like, it was a dark out. movie. Yeah, you don't know. It's got the the stitches down the back of the cowl where they sewed it in. You don't realize all the detail that's in the gauntlets. You just know the fins are there. So like all yeah, all those magazines back in the day. That's that was our only source of information for the stuff that we loved so much. And heavy metal being the source of this movie was was this almost weird. Uh, you know, it's funny to think of like was Starlog. Starlog the magazine covering this animated movie based on magazines. Yeah. And that was that the culture back then. It was just so it was so much more focused and at the same time uh, I feel like the community was probably much tighter because everybody was into all the same stuff. Like you were into the same stuff George Lucas was into because that was all there was to be into. Yeah, now there's almost an embarrassment of riches. There's so much stuff that it's impossible to keep up with everything. Where back then, it's like once you're in the group, it's like, oh, have you heard of this? Yeah, right, right. This. And you're immediately like, when thrash was the biggest metal in the band, we all knew our biggest metal in the world. We all knew every fucking band because her once you were into that, it was like, oh, well, you got to listen to this yeah. tape and this tape and this tape. So he fucked the color out of her nipples, apparently. Yeah, yeah. They were gray, then clear. Now they're like a pinkish brown. They were gray again just for a second, yeah. and then they're back to being She's brown. got magical space nipples. So i got to run upstairs and check on the doggos. I'm going to leave you guys with a discussion question. Do you think, in this age of live-action remakes of animated films, is... <laughs> is a live action heavy metal possible now we're we're assuming it would be competently made that's not the discussion would it even be possible to have a live action heavy metal would you want it no and would they do the same stories discuss creaky leather chair i will return i think yeah almost every bit of it would be green screen and cgi but is that such a bad thing? Sometimes. I mean, but, I, but if you look at something like Guardians of the Galaxy, that as much as practical as is possible, but it's essentially in front of a green screen. Yeah, I agree with that. But also, yeah, like space and science fiction, um, I mean, it's almost impossible. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. Uses tools, but like at the same time. This is already fine. Like, this is perfect. It's how I feel about The Lion King. Like, I didn't need a realistic animated version of well, The Lion King. this movie's also a sign of the times. You gotta, you gotta remember when it was made. You're gonna lose, I think, if you if you made it now, you would, you're gonna lose, unless you had somebody that had a vision to keep it. Yeah. You know, to keep it where it needs to be. I, I, I don't know. I don't see it ever happening. I, I think, to an extent, I, you could probably make the case that what they've done with Game of Thrones was... Not unlike some of the serialized stories that were told in, I mean, obviously it's more strictly fantasy, but I could see that at one point in time being something you would see in heavy metal um, as a comic book. So yeah. it's it's possible. That it's possible. Could do something I, like I, that have, now. You'd have to have somebody that it had to be in the right hands. Yeah, uh, I think that the right they thing. would just do different stories if they did it. Yeah, I think the world has changed. Now, if you made heavy metal twenty nineteen, yeah, that's. Well, but then it'd be confusing, yeah. 
I saw yeah, Heavy Metal 2000. It yeah. wasn't good. Yeah, think about the music yeah. too. It's like you know, I mean, that's... oh god. Yeah, well, I don't even want to think it'd about what music would be. I I don't think it Some, should be. Sometimes a things just need to be what they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the risk if they did it now is that you're gonna have at least one scene with five finger death punch, and then well, that's yeah. just gonna be awful. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, yeah. you know, everybody's got to get upset about gratuitous nudity nowadays. Well, you don't, oh, you, you, you don't you like five finger death punch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like so, half of those guys are all in the Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like you can't have nudity for nudity's sake anymore because everybody just gets upset about it. Yeah, that actually, yeah, that's the biggest reason that yeah. would never happen. That's a good point. Yeah. There. All the because the gratuitous nudity that's like oh, very movie. obviously because people just wanted to see tits and not cool you know, the whole PC factor yeah you gotta yeah. remember you gotta take that into effect we just have to balance it out you have to have like X number of dongs for X number of titties I think I think if you throw enough dongus in there you're yeah. you're gonna be okay you balance it out dong and dude ass a dong and dong for tit count if yeah. this is let's say this character is played by a naked Idris Elba or, or nobody's complaining right Exactly. Or Terry Crews. Or Terry Crews. Either one. Terry Crews might be hitting up his agent right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he's the and he's like, I've got a great idea. I, I want there to be an interview yeah. where Terry Crews is like, my dream role is to play Den in the live action yeah. remake. <laughs> so of have Heavy my Magnum Metal. dong out. <laughs> Walk around with my dork showing. Yeah, I, 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 my dream is to have my dork out. I want to bounce my man titties and, and have my dork out. Science fiction movie. Playing with a green ball. Now, if that was the case, I might actually watch that. <laughs> so, for the purposes, we we obviously we watched the the movie through once. Got the full effect of the music, the voiceovers, the dialogue. We got John Candy playing like twenty seven different roles. Yeah. Uh, but we this run through, we're not getting the benefit of the music. Uh, and I want to kick it over to Jim. This soundtrack at the time was the shit. Yeah, it was awesome. Like what it, what is your memory of seeing the bands that were involved in this and like the song selection and just sort of seeing like holy shit, look at this all put together. Oh. We bought the soundtrack, still have it. Uh, it was great. The, the 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 coolest thing probably for me at the time is the two cheap trick songs were done for the movie. They sure. weren't just pulled from their catalog. They were specifically they, for they the movie. They wrote them, from what I remember, they, they wrote them for the movie. There wasn't on, you know, any of the other records. You know, so it's like, man, two new Cheap Trick songs. Uh, and I don't think Mob Rules by Sabbath had come out yet. I, I, may, oh, be, I wow. may be wrong. But, you know, when we when the Mob Rules hit on screen, it was like, holy shit, perfect. Um uh, and I've said it before, and I will always, you know, stay with it. It's like the Sammy Hagar song, Heavy Metal. That's the only song to me that he, he's ever written that's worth a shit. <laughs> I'm not a Hagar fan I agree all, with that. But that. Man, I give props, man. That's, yeah. that's a badass riff. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a great scream. There's the pick slide. There's you know, everything. And Devo, um, with them being on there, I thought it was awesome, too, because, you know, Devo was as heavy metal to me as Sabbath in, in my world because they're just great. Um, then them throwing the goat to like a Blue Oyster Cult, which you know, seventies 
you know, they were pretty far out there musically, and it made sense. Um, I had no problem with the soundtrack. Oh, it was great, you know. I mean, even Sammy's song. Every, <laughs> well, every piece of it is, there's not a single song on here that feels out of place or feels weird. Except, except for the cl- closing credits. <laughs> except, well, yeah, yeah, except for the closing credits. Like, I, I don't know. That it's, I think it works. To me. Well, I love it. Yeah, I think it works. But totally, it's just yeah. so odd to put working in a coal mine. Uh, yeah, and that may have been the first time that was actually presented out, right. too. I don't know if that album had come out for Devo. I, well, and what's funny is again to oh. talk about to talk about if this had happened in modern times, Mark Mothersbaugh probably would have done the score yeah. for the movie, right? Yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't think about that. But you know, when they're playing the Devo song, when they're showing the band, yeah, yeah. If you look at the lead singer, they show real quick. Look at his face. Does he look like Mothersbaugh? He, he looks like um, Boogie Boy. Oh, does he? To to me, the, how the, the eyes yeah. are. Yeah, but, his eyes are. And I don't know if that was, you know, they were throwing the go to that or not, or if that's just how they did it. But when that part comes up, it's just that there's a quick shot. I'm like, man, that maybe it was. I don't know. So let's talk about uh, the the current segment that we're in, the Captain Stern. Now, this character, uh, obviously, far bigger than just this segment in heavy metal. Like he had wasn't just featured in Heavy Metal Magazine, had his own comic series, is yeah, that correct? Bernie Wrightson, Bernie Wrightson did it, yeah. I, I'm not sure if Bernie actually created the character, but he drew it, and I, I want to say he actually created him too, but internet guy, what's it say? I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's what's funny, and again, I'm not, I'm never, uh, never afraid to admit when I've been wrong, my whole life, you know, Bernie Wrightson, to me, is a horror, horror. artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And without having dug into who did what in heavy metal, I'd always assumed he was the uh, one responsible for the zombie yeah. uh, World War Two plane segment, yeah. like that, because that seems so much like his wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, and and now I I don't know. We're waiting for our Googleologist. Yeah, he was created in uh, the 1970s by Bernie Wrightson. Okay. Uh, first published. By Tyrannosaurus Press in 1977, and eventually then in 1980 in heavy metal. And what's funny about that is it's another thing. It's almost like Larry Hama creating Bucky O'Hare. Like we all know Larry Hama for GI Joe, or maybe even like Wolverine or something like that. But Larry Hama created Bucky O'Hare, which is a, a very little remembered uh, comic character Space and Rabbit. toy line uh, from the 80s. That and, and that's actually truer. To what he wanted to do than G.I. Joe or any of his other work is because he just wanted to draw cartoon animals. <laughs> and that's what Bucky and, and all the, uh, the Ace Duck and, and uh, not Ace Duck, that's a Ninja Turtles character. Um, but Bucky O'Hare and all, all those uh, space animals that he drew, like that's what Larry Helma wanted to do. And it's a similar thing here, like, you know, Wrightson did so much more than just horror. Yeah. It just happens that that's what he's best known for. Yeah, but Wrightson did some sci-fi too. Yeah, right. And, you know, I mean, he he, he drew the uh, that aliens adaption. Yes, alien, alien, alien. alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, which Dark Horse oh. recently republished. Which is hot. I mean, it's gorgeous. Space, it's, but I mean, it's you know, I mean, they, he definitely did some science fiction. Well, and and stylistically. Um, you know, aliens look is not something you would necessarily attribute to Wrightson. It's very. Uh, 
Well, visually, it's not his sort of swampy zombie monster thing. Uh, even when you look at like Wrightson's Frankenstein, uh, it's it's a uh, it has a horror look that's not as clean as something like Alien. Uh, but but the guy had had so much more talent than just the horror that he's typically known for. Interestingly, apparently the little robot, the one-eyed robot, is a permanent assistant to Captain Stern, and it makes me wonder if the creator of Booster Gold didn't read the Captain Stern comics. Uh, Booster, Booster predated Gold. this, though, didn't he? Uh, with Booster and Skeets? I don't know. I thought Booster was 70s, but maybe not. I'm not, I'm not sure. Time and memory are funny things. <laughs> Oh, that's a beautiful shot. That would be a fucking cool tattoo. It would. <laughs> that would be really cool. It's a really great segue into this uh, mm-hmm. segment here. No, Booster came out in 1986. Okay, okay. So yeah, so I could see Dan Jurgens. Sure. Met a few Captain Stearns and was like, you know what? This cocky guy that overdresses has his robot sidekick. Yeah. So this is, I, for me personally, I think this is one of the best animated segments in the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's badass. Uh, it's, it's super creepy. I love, like, just watching this plane fly. I could almost just watch this for 10 or 15 minutes, uh, the way that they animated it. And the, the violence in this one, because it's a little more, it's not fantastical. This is war. Yeah. This, yeah. this is this shit happened. And, well, and this happened. Uh, you know, up to the point where the evil orb appears, this is all stuff that, that humans went through. And it's, it's the way they depict it is sort of taken that way to me. It's, it starts off very serious and very grim. Uh, and in my head... This is almost sort of a companion piece. I don't know if you guys... you guys remember the show Amazing Stories? Yeah. Yeah. There was an Amazing Stories episode that was World War II pilots, and they were in a similar situation. The belly gunner was a cartoonist. And at the end of the episode, he ends up drawing wheels... Uh, or drawing landing gear on the plane because landing gear's been shot out and saving the whole plane. But anyway, uh, it's a great, great episode. It's it's one of the best episodes of the show. I didn't appreciate it as much when I was a kid because it was a little more grounded aside from the end of it. Uh, but this and that sort of go hand in hand to me because you're dealing with a belly gunner and a World War II plane. Uh now, obviously, this one goes in a very different direction and has a much more grim ending. But, uh, you know, th- think about World War II being only, like, 30 years in the past. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of wild. I think I saw this. Uh, it was, you know, you go into a bar and they have TVs just showing random shit. And before I really knew what heavy metal was or understood as soon as I was watching it, I had no idea what it was. I think I just assumed it was an Iron Maiden video. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's play Tail Gunner over this. Yeah. Right. And, well, and every, or not every, but like one out of every three industrial nights I went to 
when I was younger were playing this <laughs> on the wall of TVs. Oh, you know? yeah, naturally. This, this was, you almost couldn't escape it if you were going to any kind of, like, uh, you know, DJ dance nights or anything like that. 80s night at the masquerade, like, once midnight hit and they went to the industrial night, like, this would pop up on the screens. I remember that. Because I went to some of those. Oh, dude, I've, um, there, there is a sort of invite-only special event at Dragon Con that I've been DJing for the past three years uh, that I base my playlist yeah. off of those 80s nights at the Masquerade <laughs> where they would play 80s music until midnight, and then at midnight, everything turned goth industrial. <laughs> it was such a weird thing, but I loved it. I'll never... I'll never forget that vibe of that night, and you know all the all the wily buckhead youths that were there to try and get their dates drunk enough to have sex <laughs> would, uh, you know, those guys would clear out, and the people that were really there to party would stick around to listen to like By God Twenty and KMFDM and whatever. I love that. I would be, you know, I, I left you guys with a discussion of uh, live-action heavy metal. I would be much more interested in a modern heavy metal, I guess not, uh, maybe sequel. But we kind of have that with Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah. 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 Which is really, really Which good. is amazing. Yeah. The only thing missing is probably the music. Yeah. Uh, which, nine. which don't get me wrong, the score that they've used on that series is great, but it's not this. It's not cool. And granted, there's no music today that I think there's is probably. That can, that's what we were talking yeah. about in the discussion. Is, is the music? Is there anything? It's, it's just no. There's nothing that would be as cool as um, as what's in this. And look, I'm not even a huge fan of most of the bands that contributed to this. But it's not about that. It's about how cool it is for them to be part of this project. It's about the era. You got to think. Yeah, you got to think about when it was made. Right. Exactly. That's a big part of it. Well, and also I keep forgetting, particularly young when I first started seeing this, the heavy metal magazine doesn't necessarily have anything to do with heavy metal music, no. other than coincidence. Like it's right. not a magazine about. Heavy metal bands or music. Yeah, where did where did the name even? Because it's, it's it was metal, metal hurlant in yeah. France. Yeah, and they just changed it to heavy metal for some reason in Britain. I don't know why. I guess because it translates roughly to that. I don't. I don't speak mm, French. I don't so. know. Uh, yeah, and I don't know the origins of, of why it's called metal hurlant. This, uh, this segment also reminds me of uh, a movie I just saw recently, Overlord. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that that I, I wanted I wanted more from it. Really? Yeah. I loved it. I, I enjoyed it the hell. For what it was? Yeah, if, I mean, you could tell where the budgetary restraints were, but I enjoyed it. If they could have combined Frankenstein's Army with Overlord, I, I think the they would thing. have had a good movie. It was um, reminiscent, sort of, of like what Frankenstein's Franken wanted to be. Right. Frankenstein's yeah. Army was basically, to me, it felt like... Let's do a walkthrough of a really, really good haunt. Yeah. But yeah. there's no story. Yeah. It was just... It was all so, visual. Right. And if they had had that visual and kinetic energy with Overlord's story, I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. 
didn't Frankenstein's army just start as a trailer and it got so much like holy shit you gotta make the whole movie I think yeah, that's I right think, uh-huh. you know where yeah that sounds right and to me Frankenstein's army is just like an hour and a half of me being like I want a figure of that and I want a figure yeah, of that right I want a figure yeah. of right, that. right. Yeah. but like beyond that I'm like so it's like I love it but I'm also like oh, okay <laughs> yeah if you could have gotten those two filmmakers together it would have been Beautiful. Holy shit, yeah. that would have been amazing. Yeah, we had a conversation about it. I actually watched Overlord on the plane, and the plane landed like 20 minutes before the movie ended. So oh, shit. I don't know what happened at the end. <laughs> I need to watch it. Nah, but what really I thought of it, I really That's, enjoyed. Eh. It ends about how you expect. Yeah. I but, like, like I was into it. I want to see the end. Damn you, plane. Circle for a minute. So this is great. I love this guy. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this character. The robot dude? Yeah. There's something about him that just cracks me up. I... I and I'm sure there's a political statement here. Oh, I'm sure. Well, that's what I was thinking. This would have been... We had talked about, like, this came out in 81, but it had to have started way earlier than that because it's so, all hand-drawn. It's shortly after Vietnam, basically. Yeah, and yeah. right in the middle of the Cold War. Yeah. So... Um, you know, right before Reagan's getting ready to do his thing and the Star Wars, and so there's probably all kinds of crazy shit that's feeding into that we not aren't privy to because we weren't writing the story back in 1978. Yeah, I'd be very curious. I ha- I haven't looked at what because this just came the other day. I haven't looked into the special features or anything yet, but I'd be very interested in the commentary with the filmmakers to to see. What went into, uh, you know, the satirical elements of it? Because obviously, you've got a bunch of old white dudes talking in the Pentagon. There's a statement being made there. Oh yeah, yeah. I I just love this segment because like they suck them up into the spaceship right after like she's part of a meeting where this dude is like. There is no other intelligent life out there. We are all that is. So you kind of understand that, like, in in this segment, the people of Earth think that we're alone, and then they suck her up into a spaceship, and she's like, ah, okay, well, I guess I'm going to miss my gynecologist appointment. Like, she is chill as fuck about the fact that there are aliens that have just abducted her. Like, I okay. (laughs) She she's a she's a lady of the eighties. See, she's working girl. Her time has come. This she's Melanie Griffith. Yeah, she totally. <laughs> well, she kind of is. Yeah. Uh, Who's gonna pay for this dry cleaning? I love how cartoony. Uh, obviously, we're watching animation. I get it, but they're it's almost like Tom and Jerry. The way they got sucked up in the thing yes. and were bouncing around from from deal to deal, it was almost like watching like a classic cartoon there. And it Her was clothes did just fix themselves. Like, they yeah. showed totally them, like, did. Just attacked. Well, no, the, the, her clothes yeah. didn't fix themselves. The spaceship atmosphere, yeah, mended her clothes. You'll feel better after a glass of fresh blowack. Blowack. Is that like a euphemism? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. I love the little pink uh, creatures that are running around all over this little ship. Slug things? Yeah. They're awesome, like slug rats. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's this. Favorite. Like, this ship is not clean and pristine. It's it's this dirty cargo no, barge and type thing. It's like space a few stoners. 
Right, these guys are not up on their pest control. No. And that really is Dead Mouse's helmet, just minus the ears. And this, and one of these guys is Harold Ramis. I think it's the green one? Yeah, it's the green one. Okay. Uh, Again, that Ghostbusters connection. And then the Cocainotron 5000. (laughs) Space Coke. What is it? Plutonium? Plutonium Nyborg. (laughs) Nyborg, right. This guy in his space dashiki. With his Judah Friedlander hat. Oh my gosh, you're right. This seems like too much Nyborg. I feel like it's a lot. Yeah. Like, I get that they're being funny about it, but that's still a lot. Does Harold Ramis' character do it through his head? He does. Yeah, he's got got like three head noses. He snorts it right into his brain. I'm sure there's a a National Lampoon, you know, connection with him as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. High times. Yeah. Well, they kind of sound a little Cheech and Chongy in their dialogue. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. Yeah. The Freak Brothers. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember uh, my my buddy. Actually, this is the same buddy. We This was prior to when we started recording. That was totally the Enterprise. Enterprise. That's yeah. hilarious. Uh, you know, if uh, any of the listeners show up for Dragon Con and come out to a panel about the Blair Witch Project that the Needless Things podcast might be presenting... Uh, I'll mention my old roommate, who is part of my Blair Witch story, but he also was very big into indie comics and underground comics back in the day, and he loved the fabulous furry Freak Brothers, and was so... Uh, he, you know, he's one of those guys that just had such a deep love for anything that was independent art, for anything that was people just putting it out. Not trying to find a publisher, not looking for a deal, just had to make art. And, uh, you know, he would always have those comics laying all over the place. He loved them. So now... This line where he's like, women always feel guilty after they experience sexual pleasure with mechanical assist. (laughs) I mean, I I have no input for that. (laughs) Clearly this little robot guy does. He would know. He... Uh, has a robot penis, I guess. Yeah. Either that or is using her it's, his hand. It's odd to me that this movie shied away from showing a robot penis. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Look, it's one thing to show uh, tits, but you know. You well, they showed turn around robot dong. Well, they they showed human dong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Giant human dong. <laughs> it was like down to his knees. <laughs> Ah. Well, it's not that giant. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, that's not regular. It had to be, 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 be lent, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah, exactly. That was, and again, this segment. They got the foul, the, the phallus of the symbol. Oh, those are all dogs. Yeah, they yeah. totally are wieners. Uh, this whole segment is it's a good comedy break. After a couple of sort of more heavy segments, the the Earth being doomed and zombies eating this poor airline pilot. Now, we've mentioned Luke Besson a couple of times. And this space station that they're headed for reminds me a lot of uh, what we saw in Valerian. I don't know if you guys have seen 
I, I highly I recommend Luke Besson's. It's like my least favorite movie. Oh, you're so wrong. I hated it. Wow. Ugh. Did you read the comic? I uh, know. I haven't read the comics at all. Yeah, I mean that's. It, it looked a, it looked a lot like that. I I I really really liked it. I think I was indifferent with the movie. Uh, you know, it was what it was. I didn't hate it. I think if they had had different leads, it yeah, probably. Um, I like Dane DeHaan and I like Cara Delevingne, but I don't think they were right for that. Uh, but visually and story-wise, I think it was maybe it wasn't quite as fun as Fifth Element, and I think no, maybe that's what all. it had going against it. Uh, but this is basically from Valerian. I mean, if you look at it, and now. My stories are almost over. We're coming into the end game. We're coming into the main event. Yeah. <laughs> because I think anybody that you mention heavy metal to is immediately going to think of the impractically garbed white-haired chick riding on a, a thing. Riding on, on a, a riding on a, a Alabama redneck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more heavy metal than that. Come on. Yeah, you're right. Actually, that's very true. It's like woo! a flying featherless chicken dinosaur. Yeah, and that goes woo, yeah. woo, 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 woo. I mean, half naked white chick with a sword. Come on. <laughs> I feel like half naked is. Yeah, like, she was like she's like ninety percent naked. Right, yeah. yeah, that's half naked. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't half clothes. <laughs> Yeah, truly, Dan, you were an optimist. <laughs> that glass is half naked. Is she half clothed or is she half naked? I guess you know what? I think she's half naked. It's, it's, I'm it's, an optimist. That's <laughs> all. I guess it depends on what your idea of fully clothed is. I don't know. That's true. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. Is fully clothed, like literally head to toe, covered. Like balaclava, maybe just your eyes peeking out. Is that fully clothed? Here's what I know. Or is fully clothed, your naughty bits covered. Yeah. I, Tits and bits covered. Right. I'm just never going to show up to your house unannounced, Dan, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it probably wouldn't be a good idea. He's <laughs> just wearing a merkin. <laughs> He's got a shoulder pad on. You caught yeah, me in my shoulder pad, my shoulder pad, my cock sweater. <laughs> <laughs> so this symbol uh, transforms from an S to a Z and back. Yeah, a yeah, couple a of couple times, times over the course of this segment. I, I like to think of it as like John Cena's spinner belt, and just every oh, now and then yeah, you catch yeah, it yeah. at a different For angle. Sure. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it just spins the other way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Sure, why not? It so, has nothing to do with flipping animation cells. No, and no. And not paying no. attention. Uh, so we've got this snot volcano that turns everybody it into happens. zombie goblins. Yeah. And gives them helmets. And gives them help. Oh, yeah, he didn't have the he helmet did before, did he? He grows it sure from he the comes snot. Up. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> he comes out of the water with a helmet. And a cyborg arm. And, well, no, he well, he had that before. He had that before. Yeah. yeah. But he did but yeah, not no, have his helmet. Weird Texas steer helmet. It's his like weird plumbing Viking helmet. He he reminds me of the villain from Toxic Crusaders, but just not fat. That reminds me of the Legion of Doom headquarters right there in the middle. Mm, yeah, yeah. The city. 
kind of looks like the dude from, you remember Silverhawks? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit of that in there. Oh, the buzzsaw guy? Uh, yeah, yeah. One of whichever one. Oh, yeah. The one he had, the, his whole head, though, yeah, yeah, was yeah. was this, like, weird dowel with eyes. All right, so we these bats for saddles. Yeah, this is where we establish the saddle bats, and this is also <laughs> fucking mob rules. Yeah, which here is my dumb Black Sabbath story. So I I saw this, and this music was what got me most in the movie. I didn't know, you know, at the time I was probably still listening to like Beastie Boys and Weird Al. And hadn't really delved into Sabbath or Dio either one. And there was a point where I was aware Mob Rules was Black Sabbath. And to me, Ozzy Osbourne was Ozzy Osbourne. I had no awareness of his career with Black Sabbath. And I didn't understand why... The first time I heard Paranoid, I didn't understand... Why it didn't sound like this? Oh, wow. right! How weird! Wow. And, but that's that's what time does. Yeah. That's you know those of us who, you know, I I found music through MTV basically. Like that's where I discovered music, and Sabbath and Dio were not necessarily present yeah. on MTV in that era. Yeah. And I heard Mob Rules and and was aware somehow that it was Black Sabbath. But then later on, when I got, you know, when I when I was really like, okay, I want to get some Black Sabbath, I remember hearing Paranoid for the first time being like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Where's Dio? And not understanding Ozzy's vocals with Black Sabbath. Wow. Right. It's such a bizarre thing to look back and think on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, to me, Ozzy, Ozzy was like Bark at the Moon Bark guy. The moon, yeah. It was totally different. Totally separate. Huh. And, I, you know, obviously at 43 years old, 2019, I've reconciled all that. <laughs> but discovering it out of order later on, that was my experience with it. Wow. <laughs> I remember when Heaven and Hell came out. What was... Yeah, that's the first album... Right. What yeah. was your reaction to Dio replacing Ozzy? Well, big Rainbow fans. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So okay. Dio had the cred, you know, but it's like, man, he's going to sing for Sabbath. What's it going to sound like? And we bought Heaven and Hell. We put it on, and uh, Neon Nights. Yeah, Nights. And it was like, Dude, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He'll, yeah. He'll, he'll be okay. Yeah. You know? That's a good opening uh, track. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean. Technical. Oh wait, wait, wait! We have to stop. We have to stop. This is Ryan's Dragon Con costume. We almost missed it. Yeah. Not that. Not this. Not that. Not this. That would be cool. <laughs> no, it's not yeah, that. No. It's not cool. It's, uh, it's, it's that. that. Right there. Oh real comfortable, real breathable. You'd be um, thinking about how warm it is in August I mean, in Georgia. With a beard. You'd have a nice blue leotard with a pink tux jacket on and top of it. How the fuck did you get roped into that guy? It looks nothing like me. You were peeing at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, you were out of the room. Yeah. That's what I did. So that's going to be your if, if it helps, Dave yeah. volunteered me to do it first, but I won't be at Dragon Con. So right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The, my first thought was obviously that Sean. Right. <laughs> but he won't be there. Right. And then my my uh, heavy metal cosplay is just going to be just nude. 
just... Well, you'll, you'll, you'll have a merkin. Yes, just a merkin. A merkin and some gray nipple oh, paint. Yeah, I paint my nipples gray, um, and then a giant merkin, Velcro merkin. Huge yes. bush. Huge bush. That was It'll be bigger than any pants that I would have worn. <laughs> that was actually going to be the problem if I did wear that outfit, is that my huge man bush would just be coming out the side. Oh, right, right, yeah, that's true. And then that's true. <laughs> And as, as we all know, Ryan keeps himself shorn like a newborn. Oh, always. <laughs> well, I mean, by comparison, he's a newborn. This movie's older than Ryan. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, after that little aside, Dan, what were you going to say? Oh, man. I, I got love. No, I say, well, you know, I mean, I, I love Ozzy, and, I mean, especially Black Sabbath and all that, but, I mean, technically, I mean, for me, I mean, I... Dio's a better singer. I mean, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I. They're very different styles. But. They, you. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, I mean. Yeah. But I, especially, well, especially, you know, when Dio's dead. But I mean, Ozzy now, I, I don't care to see Ozzy live. Well, Ozzy. I mean, I know that's a different conversation, but Ozzy comes up, and I feel like this is cool. I'm enjoying this. This is this is uh, you know. And now I hear Sabbath or uh, Ozzy or a Sabbath, and I'm like, this is cool stuff. I really dig it. But man, anything Dio does come on uh, comes on, and I'm like, fuck yeah! Oh, yeah. Like Dio is just man. There's something primal and like energizing about Dio, and I yeah. love Ozzy. Yeah. But man, Dio is just another level Dio of like. Is- Fucking well, testosterone. Uh, fuck yeah. yeah. Evil woman, get the fuck out of here. I can listen. Evil is great in Sabbath, but the Ozzy Sabbath rules because the songwriting. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Well, and that's, yeah. that yeah. stuff yeah. is and there's legendary. No, that, and that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Those that, two that Sabbath albums with him are, are fucking amazing. But I, I also like Born Again with Ian Gillen. So, oh, yeah. You know, How's it going? Uh, I um, but songwriting wise, the early stuff is where it's at. Yeah, you know, just can't touch it. it I, early Aussie, same way. Great I, songwriting. I, personally, remembers this. Personally, though, my favorite is naked animated titties. Yeah, well, yeah, like we should reflect for a second that now the city is under attack by these like ghouly snot zombie monsters. <laughs> sure. And so they're like, we have to call the guardian bitch, right? Chick, whatever. With, so. with, her, with her silvery um, white boosh. Because, yeah. oh my god, Mighty they're pounding boosh. down the door and they're gonna kill us. So they call her and she's like, I'm going for a me, swim. Let me bathe and take a swim first. Let me get, let me wash my hair. You can't go into battle all stank. Yeah, let, me, let me get my outfit on. Let me put my vagina separator on. And <laughs> then, and then I'll go... <laughs> To the rescue. I and can't go, go in, a little amok. <laughs> I can't go into battle without a good labial split. I, there I mean, is. I, I think Offspring like, said it best. You got to keep it separate. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps it very separate. It's literally the magnetic titty holder. The only thing they said right. I, yeah. I feel like the statement here might be more misogynistic than the outfit, oh. in that women oh. take forever to get ready. Even if it's a war. Right. Everybody's, by the time she gets there, everybody's dead. They're like, help, we're dying. And she's like, slowly rolling right. up a leg thingy, whatever. And rubbing her yeah. butt. Which boots go right. with this top? And look, I would like to take this opportunity to point out, I, I 
am a huge fan of naked ladies. I'm a huge fan of pervert animation. But I think it takes a special kind of weirdo to do what we're looking at right now. Right. <laughs> Definitely the person that designed this outfit doesn't have a vagina. Well, even <laughs> one million percent. Well, even the person that designed the outfit, but the person that did the animation, like, think about all the nipples and and, and boosh and everything oh, we've I seen am. There is- as, we, as we've been watching this movie. <laughs> like, think about some sweaty old Dude, sitting there drawing those flower nipples. Yeah, I always related her to a more heavy metal version of Red Sonja. Oh yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I ever saw. I was like, Man, yeah, cool. It's like Red Sonja was like really hot and she got tits. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. think it's funny that like they go through this whole thing and then she gets there and everybody's just fucking disassembled. Right, right. they're all dead because yeah. she's standing in the goddess's crotch. Well, it's because she has an 18-piece outfit Yeah, she has to put on. Red is pretty heavy metal, too. Red Sonja is awesome. See, her, I look at as she's such a badass. She doesn't need real armor. She's like, my chainmail bra and panties are enough because I'm so badass. The important parts are protected. Right. Well, and I mean, you look at her compared to Conan, who's wearing a loincloth. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you it's not like Sonya the male counterpart yeah, is any better. Conan yeah. is like, it's fine, I got a Kleenex over my dick. And she's, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about our um, Vampirilla. Our oh, yellow, yeah. our yellow redneck eagle bat that's <laughs> flying <laughs> around going, ow, woo, woo, ow. It looks like an aborted chicken that lives. Yeah. It does. It it's does. It's like a naked chicken that can fly. Except it's, it's it used to be purple, apparently. Fueled by PBR. <laughs> ow, ow, woo, I'm drunk. Woo, woo, I'm drunk. Ow. I'm in the parking lot. <laughs> This is oh, it missed it missed the uh, the parking lot uh, pre-show. <laughs> Woo! Actually, yeah, it sounds like me and Iron Maiden in the parking lot before the show started. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah, she's like, I wonder what would have happened if I would have gotten here fifteen minutes yeah. sooner. Maybe if I like had put my goddamn boots on faster, or if, if I, I just got the sword and left. Yeah, right. If I had just showed up in that much more practical cloak that I was wearing yeah. before. Right. Apparently they were all pretty hard to die. Yeah, all of them. If only I had been here five minutes sooner. But my eyeshadow looks fucking amazing. And these boots. <laughs> it's okay, I'll get revenge. Instead of saving you. So here we establish the medallion of the, the evil zombie goblin snot monsters. Yeah. That's the S and the Z stands for snot zombie. Ah, there it is. There you go. It's not Zombie. <laughs> Rob Zombie's little brother. <laughs> Stupid little Woo! 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 <laughs> Cockadoodle! Cockadoodle, woo! <laughs> <laughs> now, and we don't we don't want these noises to be confused with our crow commentary, because obviously, as we all know, the crow... Well, that goes, cock, cock, cock! Before he leaps into vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> vengeance is mine. Caca! <laughs> That's exactly how that movie Beware, went. evil doers. Yeah. Then he ruffles his feathers up and kills criminals. <laughs> I think if there's a sequel to Joe Stryker, he needs to get killed, like, right at the beginning of the movie and come back <laughs> as a crow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
Because they were just like, just kidding. It's just a backdoor sequel to The Crow. (laughs) (laughs) Crow Striker. Oh, God. Crow Striker. (laughs) (laughs) And it can be scored by Rob Zombie. And the whole score will just be, Wham, pretty roll, maggot in the grave. Big car with wheels. Skull. Dashboard. Chupacabra hot rod invisible man yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we have a snot zombie that's just on the porch. I don't know what he's doing. I like this old school saloon door entry though. Yeah, that's nice. Badass. And this is our Devo scene. This is our Devo scene. Yeah. Alright, so look at this guy. Nice. Yeah, okay. He's googly eye as hell. <laughs> But he's just playing a face. These he's colors, got a over his eyes. And these colors are fantastic, <laughs> though. I love like yeah. this looks like a blacklight poster right now. Yeah. yeah, with the oranges and the purples and the greens. Also looks like an action figure line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that guy also reminds me of the bad guy from Toxic Crusaders. So maybe I just have that guy stuck in my head. <laughs> he looks like another bad guy too. Well, he looks like um, Brave Star. Uh, there was a guy in Brave Star that had that haircut and that like triple chin. I want to say he was like a bartender, maybe. I don't know. Man, I'm gonna, I, I might have to get the action figure of her. It depends on what the finished product looks like. Yeah, yeah. like how the articulation. I, I, I need to see it before I. I'm not right. Buying, I wouldn't buy it before you see it. Yeah, I feel like it would be a pretty easy one to kit bash. Well, yeah, all you have to do is go back and buy one of those porn star figures. Yeah. We have three in my house. <laughs> I've got well, one. Dude, you could go get, like, a Lady Death figure and, and repaint yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jen, Jen has a few Jenna Jameson ones. I think hey, right any of that'll do. I've got a, uh, I think, Brianna Banks, maybe? That would just, it'd be very easy. I feel like customize. I have some orange swords laying around. I like this guy's chaps and loincloth combo. I feel like that would be a very handy outfit for Dragon Con. I mean, it would be, I, I guess, easy to pee in. Or other things. Ma. <laughs> as long as it's not on my couch, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we all know, there's nothing easier to pee in than a kilt. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we yeah. Here's your PSA for Dragon Con. Couches aren't toilets. I know they get confusing sometimes. Anything can be a toilet, Sean. If you, <laughs> if you try, try hard enough, enough if you believe. Can be a if you drink enough, anything's a toilet. <laughs> and I say that as a delinquent who pissed in a sink once. But at least it was still a I mean, fucking who here sink. Do you sink really feel like, like that's yes, a level that of extreme. delinquency? I'm a girl and I've pissed in several sinks. I've done way worse than that, like last yeah. night. <laughs> I took a shit in the middle of the city of Charlotte. That's just how you do it. I pooped on the floor. No, this was like in a public park. Pissing in the kitchen sink. It's outdoors, you're fine. That's true, it was outdoors. Yeah, you're just giving back to nature. Yeah, that that tree's probably beautiful now. Yeah, I feel like I'm a sink sober. Yeah. Yeah, so have I, actually. Sometimes you just gotta do it. I mean, you gotta put the pee somewhere. That looks like zombie solid snake. It does. You're right. Headband. That's that's a great mullet headband beard combo. Yes, it is. It's timeless. Oh, that's, yes. That 
If I were doing the dragon gun, I could pull that off right now. You could pull that off right I now. Holy shit. Go to Dragon Con. Nah. <laughs> I will buy you some yellow contacts. <laughs> Somebody, uh, Dragon Con, oh, he and his Dragon Con <laughs> gave Sean the bad touch. <laughs> he's, he's, he's show got a... the Dragon Con hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> show us My on couch. The, show us on the Red Ranger figure where it touched you. I really like this guy's crazy helmet. It's, yeah. Okay, and the, I love the dog rat, rat dog. Which is, I mean, is it or is it just giant rats? This is a big rat. Yeah. I don't know. The way it was like snarling, it got like. This is a big scary rat. I think. Oh, let me have this. Like a one. Wear- They're horrifying. <laughs> a were rat. <laughs> what is it? Have man things? I don't know. I don't think she has man things. No. No. Nope. I appreciate that for some reason this guy felt it necessary to take her little strips of fabric off yeah. Yeah. before restraining her. Right. But there's a conveniently water. placed locking mechanism <laughs> right, over right her over. vagina. And, yes. and really, like, why? Oh, and now they've thrown her into the pit of doo-doo. Yes, but they bathed her first. But they bathed her before they threw her in the doo-doo pit, because we can't have a bunch of filthy humans... Messing up our yeah, doo-doo pit. I don't want her to get the doo-doo pit all dirty. And well, also, for some reason, her merkin is flesh-colored I right there. That, yeah. That's a little weird. If you have flesh-colored uh, vagina hair, yeah, you might want to go see a doctor about that. <laughs> it's a little strange. It's transparent, okay? As much detail, or as much as attention to detail as there have been in female nether regions in this movie, I feel like the flesh-colored... Frightening amount of detail. Bush is yeah. a little surprising. Woo! 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 I'm escaping. Woo! Woo! I'm a giant flying chicken nugget. <laughs> yeah, party pterodactyl is my favorite. I like that they threw her clothes down there with her, though. I guess. And I didn't all catch that slash, before. All of her yeah. slash marks went away. Yeah, well... That's, she heals real fast. Well, that's the weird thing about... That's what's so horrible about the doo-doo pit. Mount the bats. Is it heals you as it covers you in doo-doo. So, like, you just live with the torment of the doo-doo for that much longer. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> it's bad. Also, his whip is more like a paintbrush, and it's not really whip marks. <laughs> it's, it's just, just red paint. paint. <laughs> it's hurt in red People will think you're injured. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Oh no! Oh no! Party pterodactyl's been a parterodactyl. Partyrodactyl. Well, the P is silent. It's just already a dactyl. Tardy dactyl. I don't know. <laughs> I think I drank too much. He's making noises like he just found out the keg ran dry. <laughs> oh, Alabama oh. lost. <laughs> That's pretty badass. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you've got to save save that one for the big comeback. Okay. You gotta you gotta make it big. Okay. We need it. I got, oh, I'm gonna have to summon up a whole lot of inbred. I be, no, I you believe you've I believe got, you've it, got in it in you. In you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this. Uh, this I'm good with. This spinning uh, fan blade of doom, 
I can buy this. Now, I don't know why he's got to tear up this equipment. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Fuck this pipe! Right. <laughs> I can I don't demonstrate know, my strength. I don't know what it does, but whatever you know it does... What it does? It gives her a weapon at the end of the fight. Yeah, right. It's exactly what it does. I why just, he would do it, I have Foreshadowing. No this yeah. world seems like such a pile of shit. I, I can't believe you'd risk... Man, that is a deep gash. It is. It is. And that's her only armor. Right, the literally the only piece of armor she had totally failed it to do its job. Did not do anything. This is where my suspension of disbelief is ruined for this entire movie. I don't buy those little things that just flew out of his hand like to he grab was that sword. Ready for this, he's like, right. someday I will catch a sword with right. this hand thing. I just this is too much. I can believe everything else that has happened, but that was too much. There it is! Oh, there it is! Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> no. no! Yeah, I just realized. So he took his crazy saw blade and cut into that thing's head, apparently. Well, I, when they show it, it's actually it's on its wing. Okay. Because I thought it was the head, too. Okay. I mean, you'd think if something was way. biting you with its mouth, which is part of its head, <laughs> you, you would attack the head. <laughs> Kind of like she's doing here. Yes. That was phenomenal. Yes. She just and punches clean. through the head. And immediately, yeah, zombie snot blood cleans Gone. off right away. It just it evaporates in oxygen. Yes. Presuming oxygen is even here. I don't know. Mama. Oh, he hands her the sword, too. He's like, here's, here's your sword. sword. didn't do shit for you. Yeah. It's true. This is the dumbest it's version of caliber ever. I don't know why she's like, fuck this saddle. Because she wants to feel the beast between her <laughs> Apparently. Her labia. Betwixt her yeah. Seems like a, a bad make, idea. Make my nethers roll. Woo, it's not, all right. Roll tide! <laughs> I think that's how they sound. Woo! I think you're right. I, I think that's UGA, a, yeah. I mean, that was, that was the movie. We actually turned the movie sound back on for a second. <laughs> for the bird yeah. to go, yeah. roll tide! I thought he was more of a war eagle guy, but... No, that's War chicken! <laughs> Look, it's all Alabama. They're very confused. And this is literally the same effects from the Masters of the Universe movie. Yeah. Which you can go back and... Uh, wait, we, yeah, we did a commentary on that, yeah. right? We did, yeah. because that's here. where my name came from. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah so you can go back and, and verify that those are literally the same effects. As is this. By listening to this audio medium, you can go you back can and see. verify <laughs> yes. the connection. The yes. Well, we, I think at the time we said, oh, those are the same effects from Heavy Metal. Oh, okay. I think we, I'm pretty sure that happened. If not, you can go We're back and edit it. That's what we said. We're the best. Yeah. We're the best at this. <laughs> yeah. At what we're doing right now. I agree. Nobody's better. Nobody can watch movies like us. <laughs> <laughs> Model. Yeah. And what a bizarre thing to, for them to decide. You know what? I don't feel like animating a house blowing up. Yeah. Let's just go over to Richway and get a dollhouse. And blow that shit up. And put some green tent. Yeah. I feel like we could recreate that. Yeah. I think we could make that happen. Yeah, let's blow some shit up. Definitely. Maybe if we do the, the second semi-annual Jason Olympics... We'll blow some shit up. God, that was fun. That was fun. 
It's, I wish the world could have shared that with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely a cooler weather activity, though. There yeah. was a lot of running around. Yeah. There were sleeping bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't I get drug around in a sleeping bag for a while? Yep. And then I, I think I drug you around, then I fell in the yard. Yeah. That was awesome. Every, I think Did everybody you fell down. Yeah. At least once. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now... So purple chicken? We have the, the purple... The, he's now... Uh, a different colored well, this is uh, Alabama Warhawk, which they don't care for, but you know, that's how it goes sometimes. And look, and her hair's white. Internet obscure internet theory, theory. verified, <laughs> verified by hundred percent. Yeah, this whole time when Sean was saying that, Jim's like, no, it, it is her. That's <laughs> just how the movie is. Yeah, like, that's, that's not a theory. The, literally, the plot. That's a fact. To, to be fair. Stone to, to be fair, uh, uh, I did read it on the internet, so it's true. Um, that makes it an internet theory. That makes it an internet theory. Uh, all right, so that is heavy metal. Let's wrap this thing up, uh, Dan. What are your what, what final thoughts do you have on this thing? And and watching it today with fresh eyes, how do you feel about it overall? It's fucking awesome. I mean, I, I, that's. I don't know what else to really say about it. It's it's a great movie. You know? It's heavy metal, baby. <laughs> Red Ranger? Uh, I'm just going to second what Dan says and say it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I, I don't know what the hell was wrong with me a few years ago, whatever the last time I watched it was. Uh, but it it's very impressive. The animation uh, is absolutely incredible. Even, even for today just the look of the animation and you can tell the effort that went into it like if you watch a lot of cartoon network stuff if you watch a lot of cartoons that are on today so much of it is that flash animation it's that lazy uh you know this is all hand animated this is all gorgeous stuff it looks incredible uh and, and there's you know even this many years later almost 40 years later there's nothing else really like this it's very unique and it's fascinating to sit here and watch. Yeah, um, there's other movies like it, but not anymore. Not, not right, really. right, right. There, well, there are other things that you yeah. could put in like a marathon yeah, like to fire, go with fire this. Ice, wizards. Yeah, Rock absolutely. Up. Rock and roll. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheap trick one. Yeah. Uh, Battle Cougar, Nicole. What are your final thoughts? Fucking metal. Um, I mean, it's great soundtrack, uh, titties, and, and, you know, giant bush everywhere. <laughs> um, you know, there's action, there's swords, there's guns, there's beautiful animation. It's fucking metal. And I mean, like, it, now versus when I was 16, it's, I'm still like, fuck yeah. It's almost, to me, it's almost cooler now, because I, I've... I think I appreciate it more. When I was 16, I was just stoned and giggling, and like, there's boobies, right, there's right. look at those. Like, at this point in my life, I've seen actual titties and vagina, so, like, that stuff isn't Where? taking my focus away. <laughs> <laughs> those exist? Yeah, they just get online. It's cool. <laughs> uh, uh, Pornhub. Pornhub. Pornhub.com. Highly recommended. I've never heard of that one. They're partnered partnered with Needless Things. <laughs> uh, go you on there. Get 10% there, off. Mention <laughs> Needless Things yes. and get 10% off your, your free your clothes. Yeah, membership. Your free porn. <laughs> uh, Ryan Cadaver. Uh, yeah, fucking rules. Uh, I liked it when I was a kid. 
like it now. Uh, it's one of the few anthologies where there's not really like a weak moment. It's all good. Yeah, um, really. Yeah, I dig it. Evil Jim. Uh, it worked for me when I was young and stoned. It worked for me today, hungover years later. <laughs> uh, I'd say, may all your metal stay heavy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's go back around the other way. Oh, trust. Oh man, yeah. so good. Uh, let's go back around the other way. Uh, what are you up to? Where can we find you online? Where are you rocking out? Doing whatever you're doing. I don't know. Pepper Kitty Rolls. He's in like ten bands. Yeah, yeah Pepper Kitty Rolls. That's all I got. There you go. Yeah. That's all you need. That's, uh, that's all I need. Ryan Cadaver, uh, you're you're just a couple months away from being really busy. Well, so are these guys. You're already yeah. on a bunch of the same shows together. Yeah, um, if you want to see all these guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much just like walking to any bar in October, and you'll probably see Elzig and the Casket Creatures. So. What yeah. do you... Okay, so August 10th, why are you guys playing with Dale Jepsen again? Because uh, it's Mart Up Fest, we've done three of them. It's just a party, man. It's a good time. I know, I know they're assholes, but it's Gainesville. It's Gainesville. It's our right. home, you know. And like, you know, we had already tried to set up a show there, and Dale like kind of snuck in under us and got it. So, you know, Ronnie likes them better than us. Yeah, yeah, so Ronnie, sneaky little bastard. Ugh. Well, August tenth, Mart Up Fest. Yep. I... It's gonna be fun. I'm off, so I should be able to be at this one. Yeah? So I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, I don't know. I might skip this one. I don't think I'll be I there. don't blame you. Yeah. It's kind of Me a and Dale gross crowd. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. It's I think the last time I saw Dale is when Jen beat somebody up with a rolled up poster board. So that was pretty fun. That was pretty awesome. That sounds right. What is, uh, let's talk about Theme Park Alchemy and Caught Dead Watching a little bit. So, Theme Park Alchemy, we have, I think on the last uh, commentary we talked about Stranger Waffles. Yes. Um, but Stranger Waffles is still very new. Um, it's It actually is going to be perfect for your Halloween season, so you should totally go to, like pick it up. It's um, deliciously wonderful. But now we have... A brand spanking new, even newer scent. Newer than new. Newer than yeah. new. And it's the one that, um, like, overwhelmingly people have been asking for. Is it the Roll Tide Pterodactyl? It yes. It is. No. Um, this <laughs> is our our, uh, our show of love and honor to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Yar. Um, it's called Pirate's Curse. Um, it's wonderful. It smells kind of like the sea with a little bit of gunpowder, a little bit of tobacco. Um, it, it's, it's really unique and I think everybody's going to really love it. So, um, get you, get you whatever theme park alchemy stuff you want, but particularly Stranger Waffles and Pirate's Curse are our two new ones in there. I'm super proud of them. I mean, if you're ordering, you might as well order a bunch because you got to pay for the shipping anyway. Exactly. You get free, so shipping. Go ahead. You you get get free shipping. shipping. What? $40. Are you fucking crazy? Yeah. yeah, so three candles, you get th- free shipping. That's so you insane. might as well order at least three. You're, and, and you're, you're out of line. if you're a Disney fan, that three candles will be Pirate's Curse, 999, and uh, Wicked Apple. Yeah. yeah. So you could get all of your Disney and get free. Yeah, we shipping. haven't talked about Wicked Apple much um, because we had a lot going on. But yeah, that's our our Snow White nod, um, and it's pretty glorious. Um, it's apple with a little little bite to it. So that's no pretty punishment. much me. And I'm um, uh, Battle Cougar, you know. 
you know. And of course, the Caught Dead Watching podcast. Yes, Caught Dead Watching podcast. Um, Nathan and I are just trying desperately to find some time to record, which is so easy to do. But I think the next one uh, is going to be pretty great. So, Red Ranger. Uh, fuck! It's almost easier to list what I'm not doing these days. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, needless commentary. Needless commentary. Yeah, there you go. You just uh, showed up today because we've got cool people here. Uh, well, in titties, so there's that. Um, <laughs> now, uh, starting August 9th, I will be a semi-regular contributor on Theme Park Pulse. Uh, I'm doing some work with Main Street Mouse. Doing, uh, we're launching Gen Store. Smells like cheese. Uh, working with Theme Park Alchemy. Um, eventually, we'll do my own website. Maybe one day. Um, Teaching people how to do all this web shit that I do. So, yeah. And Red Ranger's Radical Radcast and every two weeks. That every two weeks. Sure. With Ryan. Yeah. It's going good. Ironically, <laughs> Theme Park Pulse will be every two weeks, but I don't have to edit it, so that makes it easier. <laughs> and uh, finally, Dan, what are you up to? Where are you rocking out? What's happening? Oh, man, we got a bunch of stuff coming up. Um, I can't really rattle it off right now, top of my head, but you can go to Elza, you know, on Facebook. And uh, we'll have all the all the dates coming up listed there, or you can just go to uh, you can go That's to Dan Keller's site and see. Where yeah, we're it's the same dates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, creatures. We'll be there, listed there as well. But we got yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, Halloween season's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be, we're gonna be busy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming out and watching Heavy Metal, and uh, let's all go home and dream about animated titties and thick, full cartoon bushes. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Woo! Roll time! Roll time! In the event that you have not been keeping up with the Needless Things podcast, which is quite frankly unthinkable, uh, I... That episode was supposed to go up prior to Dragon Con, part of the Road to Dragon Con kind of thing that we do around here, but there was so much other stuff on the Road to Dragon Con that that one had to take a little detour and wait until now to be posted, which kind of makes it even more fun because I don't totally, or I didn't totally remember everything that we talked about or how much of a fun episode it was, so it was nice to revisit it. Uh, And now you guys get to enjoy it, or you guys just enjoyed it, I guess, for the uh, first time. Uh, It's great. So please, from the intro, I'm going to call back and recommend that everybody visit NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. Share it with your friends. If you go there and you read a post that you enjoy at all, please share it on the internet, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, wherever you share content. Let your friends know about NeedlessThingsPodcast.com. Now, if you go there, you read something, you don't enjoy it, don't share that one. But look for another one. You'll find something you like, whether it's a toy review, updates on what's happening with physical media, anything at all. Uh, just share that stuff all over the place. We're, we're after our move to WordPress uh, about this time last year, as a matter of fact, we are trying to rebuild our regular viewership or whatever you call it, online, which right there, the fact that I don't know what the heck to refer to it to is a good sign that I'm not great at this stuff. But uh, we're we're trying to rebuild our audience. Uh, WordPress is a far, far, far superior uh, way to host. I don't regret changing it a minute, but we lost a lot of traction with that move. So help us out, you guys. 
uh, because I know you love us, and I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.